Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including yet another guest live from the Masters. We will give you leaderboard updates from Augusta National as the 24-year-old from Texas, Jordan Spieth, who has never not been in contention at a Masters in his young but brilliant career. He has always, heading into Sunday, been either in the lead at the Masters or at most two strokes off the lead heading into the final round. This is his fifth rendition of that event. He is once again right in the middle of it all. He was the first round leader yesterday with a six under par 66. He has come back to the pack a little bit today. More on that a little bit later. We've had John Feinstein live from Augusta. We've had Rex Hoggard live from Augusta. We've had Jason Sobel live from Augusta. And today from ESPN, we have Bob Herrig live from Augusta. Did anybody else see or register or draw any comparisons between Sergio Garcia, remember last year's master champ, Masters champion? It was his breakthrough. It's the guy who came up the ranks in not quite Tiger Woods fashion as a teenager, but there were comparisons about the European version of Tiger. Again, not the same level of hype, but something like it. He's from Spain, he was a teenager, he was playing in majors. Well, 20 years later, he was still looking for his first major championship. Good golfer, but still seeking his first major as he was in his late 30s. Last year, he got the green jacket. And yesterday, if you are a fan of the sports classic, Tin Cup, if you appreciate Roy McAvoy, in his case, it was not the Masters, it was the US Open in that work of fiction. In his case, it was Rene Russo playing the lovely doctor, telling him to go for it on the 18th hole as he had a chance to win the U.S. Open as the guy from the deserted tee box in Nowheresville, Texas, who was working with his beloved, his beloved caddy and had a chance to beat the villain sidekick but kept putting the ball in the water. Sergio Garcia actually had a tin cup moment yesterday. Seriously, ball after ball after ball after ball in the same puddle at the same hole. It was the par fifth, par five, 15th hole for Sergio Garcia. It was at the Masters rather than the U.S. Open, but it was a tie for the worst score ever for a single hole in the history of the Masters. Any year, any hole, any golfer, Sergio Garcia had a 13 at the par 5 15th. If you did not have tin cup style flashbacks, you simply do not know your Roy McAvoy scene from tin cup. Roy, for the record, had a 12 on that 18th hole. And he went into the book of immortality as more people remembered his famous 12 as he refused to lay up. And he kept asking his caddy for one more ball before he was reminded, hey, Roy, this is the last ball we have in the bag. We're going to get disqualified if you put one more in the drink. Sergio Garcia was not disqualified yesterday, but he had his own Roy McAvoy tin cup moment. More on the Masters from Jordan Spieth. 
atop the leaderboard or Sergio Garcia. Did you know last year's Masters champion finished above only one player, and he was an amateur participating yesterday at Augusta National. He finished the first round next to last coming off his breakthrough last year at Augusta National. More on those stories and others with Bob Herrig live from Augusta. Will Brinson's going to drop by from CBS Sports to talk all things NFL. The NFL draft is later this month. Did you know that Johnny Manziel, Heisman Trophy winner, Cleveland Browns first round pick, Johnny Manziel is playing a professional football game tomorrow. Now, it's not the NFL, obviously, but as he tries to get his way back into the NFL, he is playing a professional football game tomorrow as a quarterback. More on that story later and with Will Brinson of CBS Sports. Did you know that there is some speculation that former Wolfpack star quarterback Russell Wilson, he of the Pack of Badgers fame, could be on his way out with the Seattle Seahawks. They're scouting 2018 quarterbacks in Seattle right now. That doesn't mean Russell is a step away from the exit door, but in the slightly longer-term future, maybe Russell Wilson is headed elsewhere. Will Brinson wrote about that this week at CBS. It's among the topics we'll tackle with him when he drops by today. Most of you know that every Friday on the statewide David Glenn Show, we call it Free for All Friday. What does it mean? As it has been voted the most popular sports radio platform ever invented by you as we come at you in more than 250 North Carolina cities and towns and beyond online to folks around the world. It means we follow your lead in between our guests. Fewer guests on Friday, hard to get in ever since we went syndicated statewide. The, the phone lines are often jammed, as you remind me and our interns and my producer, Darren Vaught. We carved out once a week and only once a week. Every Friday, fewer guests, more of your calls, you can follow my lead from time to time. I always have a crazy rant or two. I have a lot more on the week that was and the weekend to come, but you get to steer our ship every Friday. You know the number, 1-800-849-2761. The basic rules, as long as it has something to do with the current sports headlines, past sports headlines, or this radio show, it's fair game. That is about as wide a canvas as you can have as an artist. It could be something that you think we don't talk enough about. It could be something that's burning a hole in your sports soul from years or even decades ago. It could be some leftover from the Final Four or the NCAA tournament. Or it can be about the Masters or the other topics that have dominated the airwaves earlier this week and otherwise in sports radio here and around our great nation. 1-800-849-2761. Bob Herrig, Live from Augusta this hour from ESPN, Will Brinson on the NFL draft and the NFL in every other sense. He'll join us in less than 60 minutes from CBS Sports. Jeff Kleiber is another golf-related guest today. He is the longtime director of the SAS Championship. We get the legends of golf here in North Carolina at least once a year. The SAS Championship, one of those great events on the Champions Tour. Jeff is going to drop by uh, in hour number three. Tickets for that great annual event went on sale yesterday visit sasschampionship.com for more details they have a lot going on as they always do even beyond the legends of golf visiting our backyard here at prestonwood country club in Cary. 1-800-849-2761 will allow you in hunter from nc state university is today's intern be nice to him the masters johnny manzel professional football in the spring 
the Hornets and the Hurricanes as we head into the final games of the NBA and NHL regular seasons and look forward to the playoffs. They're starting not too long from now. The Hornets and the Hurricanes are once again out of the postseason mix. And perhaps this is a related news item. They're both getting new general managers. Mitch Kupchak, longtime GM from the L.A. Lakers, is in the process of being hired by Michael Jordan, his fellow UNC alum at the Charlotte Hornets organization. Ron Francis has already been reassigned within the Carolina Hurricanes organization. They have both missed the playoffs again. It's three out of four for the Hornets. It's 11 out of 12 and nine straight for your Carolina Hurricanes as they close their regular season tomorrow night at PNC Arena and as they head into an offseason where the new owner, Tom Dundon, has already shown more impatience than the previous owner in certain ways. We'll see where the Canes go with free agency, retaining their own players, perhaps more aggressive with the budget under the new billionaire owner, Tom Dundon. We'll see. You can jump in on those topics as well. Questions and comments and complaints all well. Welcome at 1-800-849-2761. The college basketball coaching carousel has been spinning out of control. We had Joe Dooley of ECU on the program yesterday. You know the rest of the biggies. The dominoes fell from Jeff Capel going from Duke to Pitt, Chris Mack from Xavier to Louisville, Dan Hurley from Rhode Island to UConn, and just in our backyard, Tubby Smith at High Point, Joe Dooley at ECU, Ron Sanchez, the new head coach of the Charlotte 49ers, and some others, Mark, Mark Prosser, son of Skip, the new head coach at Western Carolina. Meanwhile, UNCG managed to keep Wes Miller, and NC Central once again managed to keep Lavelle Moten, as most of the biggest dominoes on the coaching carousel have already fallen. And as the city of Philadelphia had yet another sports parade, a few months ago, it was for those Philadelphia Eagles. You may have heard they were the champions of Super Bowl 52. I was there to see it. Villanova, NCAA champions for the second time in three years. They had their parade yesterday in the city of brotherly love. I have some leftovers on college basketball. I have a lot on the Masters. I have something on LA Angels rookie sensation Shohei Otani, who is doing some things not seen in Major League Baseball in about 100 years. Not an exaggeration. Meanwhile, Conor McGregor is in the news for all the wrong reasons. Greensboro raised American tennis star John Isner was in the headlines a little bit off the beaten trail uh, earlier this week as well. I've brought those and other things to the table. We will follow your lead shortly at 1-800-849-2761. Darren Vaught is the producer of this program. Intern Hunter is taking your calls at one 800 I have an announcement to make on the other side. Did you know we had six entries in our annual Final Four Bracket Challenge that got three of the Final Four right? Oh, wow. It came down to a tiebreaker. Now, nobody, well, almost nobody had Loyola. The people who had Loyola in the Final Four also had some other crazy picks, and it didn't work out well. Getting three of the Final Four is pretty darn hard. We had thousands of entries. I counted six that did get three of the final four right. Now, remember, Kansas was the number one seed and got a lot of picks. Villanova, the champion, was the number one seed and had a lot of people picking the Wildcats to both win it all and, of course, make the final four. Michigan was a three seed, so that was not too far off the chalk pick either. And then hardly anybody had Villanova, but we had six different people 
get I, not just three out of the final four, right? They had Villanova as the national champion as well. We actually had to go to the card, as they say, when there's a tie <laughs> in golf, right? We had to go to the tiebreaker, which was identifying a double-digit seed who would make it at least to the Sweet 16. I had to break a tie. I don't have six grand prizes to hand out, Darren. I had all these folks emailing me and texting me and, and tweeting me saying, did I win? Did I win? Did I win? I'm crediting all of them for getting three of the final four and the national champion, right? We have an even smarter audience than I thought. I will give consolation prizes to the five who did not win the grand prize, but there is one and only one grand prize. I'll announce the winner. He actually already knows he was the winner. He's already picked his prizes, but it's $1,000 worth of prizes. It's pretty cool stuff. I also have, as we transition from one lucrative prize-winning contest to another, I have a reminder for you on the other side that Mother's Day is only a month or so away, and we at the David Glenn Show once again have about $1,000 or so worth of prizes that might help make you the hero in some mother's eyes. Maybe your mother, maybe the mother of your children. Our friends at Reed's Jewelers are back with us to help make 2018 Mother's Day that much more special for you and a mother in your world. 1-800-849-2761. Those announcements, your phone calls. I will share some crazy research I did Darren, back like when you were still in diapers, I wrote an article about how hard it is to win the NCAA title without NBA first-round draft picks on your roster at the time you're trying to do it. I revisited the article that I wrote back when you were in diapers, and I updated the information. Obviously, a lot has happened since then with you now in your later 20s. <laughs> You might be surprised to learn how far I had to go back to find a team that did not have what I called a top 30 NBA pick on their roster at the time they had it all. Why did I pick top 30? Because nowadays, that's a first-round NBA draft pick, right? Now, it hasn't always been 30 picks in the first round. So I just drew the line there. It seemed weird to me that because years ago there were only, you know, 14 picks in the first round, you didn't have the label of a first-rounder, but you were still viewed as one of the top 30 players or they wouldn't have picked you, right? So I used that as my bar, right? I, I, needed to, I needed to compare apples to apples best I could, Darren. How far back did I have to go to find an NCAA men's basketball champion that did not have at least one modern-day equivalent of a first-round draft pick on their roster at the time that they won it all? And how many on average, how many future NBA players do you need to win it all on average? Just looking at all the champions as far back as I could go and then calculating, well, how many of these guys made the NBA? I also calculated how many future pros, meaning NBA guys and those who made a living playing basketball somewhere else in the world. The numbers surprised me and it was my article. I will share more of those numbers as we welcome your calls. 1-800-849-2761. A master's leaderboard update. It has gotten more interesting. Anyone wondering if Jordan Spieth was going to run away with it? After yesterday's six under 66, you will want to revisit those thoughts because there's even more drama today and less of a gap today 
than there was yesterday when Spieth was just out of his mind good. 1-800-849-2761. More of those stories and your phone calls free for all Friday style. We are halfway to Margaritaville as Jimmy Buffett is playing in Charlotte tomorrow night. We celebrate that as we take your calls. 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. I felt great to be back out there again. You know, I've only come up here in the last couple of years just to have food. Um, so it's nice to get out here and, and play and, and know that I had this golf course in front of me. By the end of the week, this is going to be a pretty packed leaderboard. The way the golf course is set up, they have it right where they want it. It's really hard to run away from it, but it's also really easy to lose it out there. So uh, by the end of the week, you know, there'll be a bunch of guys with a chance to win this tournament. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Quick concert update. Jimmy Buffett has postponed tomorrow night's event scheduled for Charlotte. And this is a wise move given the weather forecast in that part of the state. And, you know, Buffett usually plays outdoor venues. It's more fun if you can wear a hula skirt and enjoy the sun. It was going to be 30-some degrees and rainy tomorrow night. Now, I would have gone. But would all of those who had promised to come to the concert with me, would they have gone? That was a different matter. PNC Music Pavilion tomorrow night. They have postponed it because of extreme weather. They have rescheduled it for Friday, April 27th. And frankly, that is a brilliant move because you still get to see Buffett, but you get to see him under the more normal, hopefully, weather conditions that are one of the elements that makes for a perfect Buffett concert. couple things I promised as we welcome your free-for-all Friday phone calls. Masters. NCAA basketball leftovers, Johnny Manziel, Connor McGregor, John Isner, Shohei Otani, basketball coaching carousel, and where do the Hornets and Hurricanes go from here as 16 teams in their sports will be playing in the postseason, and they once again will not. Your questions, comments, and complaints at 1-800-849-2761. Three great guests later, Bob Herrig live from Augusta National, Will Brinson on the NFL, Jeff Kleiber of the SAS Championship will drop by in hour number three. The leaderboard update that I promised. Jordan Spieth, yesterday's leader, 600 par 66. A guy who's playing in only his fifth Masters. He's 24 years old. First time he played, he finished second. The second time he played, he finished first. That was three years ago, his green jacket. The third time he played, he finished second again. The fourth time he played, he was in second entering the final round and only two shots behind, although he did end up 11th. But that's his track record on this track. He was first after yesterday's round, six under par 66. It turns out if you cut him open, he does bleed. He is not a robot, which is what he looked like yesterday. He's three over through five today, which makes it that much more compelling. It is fascinating how frequently the numbers always gravitate downward toward par if you happen to be among the handful under par at Augusta National. They like it that way. Nobody has ever had four consecutive rounds in the 60s in the Masters. And that's a tournament that started like in, you know, the 1930s. Nobody has ever had four straight rounds in the, in the 60s. Jordan Speed three over through five. He is still atop the leaderboard. But I'm telling you, I mentioned earlier this week, you can be a casual golf fan. You can ignore golf for all but like five weeks out of the year, right? The Ryder Cup in the years it's played and the four majors. I love golf way more than that, but I know not all of you do. If you know the number of compelling storylines, if you are just a fan of competition, you have to check out the Masters this weekend. 
Tied at three under, Matt Kuchar, Jordan Spieth, Henrik Stenson of Sweden, American Charlie Hoffman, American Patrick Reed, the Ryder Cup superstar. One of the best to have never won a major, Ricky Fowler, is in a big group at minus two. 47-year-old Phil Mickelson, who believes he still has the magic it takes to not only contend, but do one of those Jack Nicholas things. Nicholas was way past his prime in 1986 when he won the Masters again, the sixth time for him. Phil thinks he can do that, and right now he's a little bit older than Jack was in 1986 at that unforgettable Masters. Phil Mickelson is at minus two as we speak. Oh, by the way, Rory McIlroy is also only one stroke off the pace. He's a guy who needs only a green jacket to complete the career slam. He has already won the other three majors at least once. He is in contention, kind of ground, grinded out a 69 yesterday. He is at minus two on the leaderboard as we speak. And folks, that's just like the top 10. Five of the top 10 guys are people with compelling storylines. It is going to be awesome through Sunday and a highlight of an end of a an American sports weekend that also includes the UFC up in Barclays Center, if that's your thing, although Car Conor McGregor has been charged with a felony and three misdemeanors for throwing objects at a parked bus. He's mad. He and his boys are mad at another MMA guy, and they just decided to go all crazy yesterday at the Barclays Center. NBA and NHL regular seasons are coming to an end this weekend. College football spring games at NC State, Wake Forest, and elsewhere. The Masters leads that pack. One thing I promised, and then your calls at 1-800-849-2761. Bob Herrig live from the Masters a little bit later this hour. It is not easy. We have a handful of $1,000-plus grand prizes here at the David Glenn Show. Darren, how many of the Final Four did you get right in your bracket? I had one. It was the national champion, Villanova Wildcats, but just the one. I did similarly. Some of our listeners won because they picked Villanova on our advice to win it all. But the ones who won actually got more of the Final Four right than even we did. And I applaud all of them. There were six listeners who entered either by phone, on Twitter at David Glenn Show, or by email, dglenn at accsports.com. Six people had three of the Final Four and the national champion correct. Not easy to do. That's six out of thousands of entries. As I share some details about another $1,000-plus contest that we're doing here at the David Glenn Show related to Mother's Day, which is next month. Put it on your calendar. Don't forget. Jay Anderson of Raleigh not only had Villanova as the national champion, he had Michigan and Kansas also in the Final Four, and he had Syracuse as a double-digit seed that would get at least to the Sweet 16. All of those came true. Nobody had all Final Four correct and the national champion. So you had to have the national champion correct just to qualify. The most of those who got the national champion right in the Final Four was three, six different people. The tiebreaker was needed, and Jay got Syracuse to cash in. Here's what he took. This, see if this adds up to $1,000 or more in your, in your eyes, Darren. He got, he got two Carolina Panthers tickets. That could be like 400 bucks right there, maybe yeah, even 500 He got two Carolina Hurricanes tickets. Obviously, he's going to cash those in in all, both of those cases next season. I'm not sending him tomorrow night's Canes regular season finale, right? Although I might be there. Four Durham Bulls tickets. You know, minor league baseball is ramping up right now, including the Bulls are at home. The, the Carolina Mudcats, many of our other partners across the state, are home this weekend, many of them with their 
regular season openers, four North Carolina FC soccer tickets, an accsports.com web subscription, sport clips, haircut certificates, and a Smithfield's chicken and barbecue. I think he took two two of those $25 gift cards. That's a haul. That's a haul, man. Absolutely. That, that is a haul. It's not a lot of volume. Like, I can almost squeeze all that into a special FedEx package. Yeah, right. But <laughs> easy to mail. <laughs> it's a lot of value, although not a We don't need a van to go to Jay's house to deliver these goods, but that's a lot of value for the ability to correctly project, or at least better than every other entry, this year's NCAA tournament. Congratulations to Jay Anderson of Raleigh on that. Kenneth Burgess of the Triad was among the runner-ups. He, too, had... Villanova as the winner, Michigan and Kansas in the final four. He did not have the double-digit seed tiebreaker going all the way to the Sweet 16. So congratulations to Kenneth. I have told all of the runners-up that they will get consolation prizes if they request them. I think Kenneth Kenneth is going to get some Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue gift cards or something along those lines. Next chance to win a $1,000 prize. Remember that Mother's Day is next month. Remember that Reed's Jewelers is our partner on such things. I just spoke to my mom, my favorite person in the history of the world, yesterday for about an hour, all right? Many of you feel similarly about a special mom in your life, either your mom or maybe the mother of your own children. Thanks to our friends at Reed's Jewelers, if you will write us an email soon, like we start picking entries later this month. Mother's Day is next month, but we start reading these entries only one a day on the air the guy who won last year, like his relationship just accelerated and improved by a thousand percent. I get updates occasionally. This was a pivotal moment in his life and in the evolution. He did it for his wife, mother of his children, rather than his mom. But all, any of those variables are certainly fair game. You got to remember this email address, davidglenshow at gmail.com. In 200 words or fewer, tell us what makes the mom in your life so special. I'd have a hard time squeezing that into 200 words in my case, but I'm not eligible to win the prize. It is a $1,000 grand prize from our friends at Reed's Jewelers. All you have to do to enter, drop us an email, davidglenshow at gmail.com. Darren's collecting these for me. If you contacted me at my, at my regular email address, I will include it. It's just a little easier to filter through them when you send them to davidglenshow at gmail.com. 200 words or fewer. What makes that mom in your life so special in your words if you are read on the air you will win a prize if you are the grand prize winner you will have one heck of a thousand dollar mother's day present to give to that special mother in your life reeds jewelers we thank them again for their partnership this year 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program how far back did i have to go darren you ready i'll give you the details later yeah, I'm interested to hear how far back, because I know we've talked about roughly where that's going to be, but you and I have not discussed okay. how, how far you actually had to go. Long story short, until you go all the way back to like the pre-television era, I went back to the 70s and found that you need not an average. I just looked at all the national champions, men's basketball division one. The average NCAA champion, the average is that you have nine future pros on your roster at the time you win it all. Nine who make a living 
at least for a while, playing professional basketball. There's only 13 scholarships in this sport. Wow. Average nine. Now, that's not all the way back to the 50s, 40s, 30s, but that's over multiple decades in the modern era of professional basketball, okay? (laughs) Average NCAA champion had nine future pros on it. If you narrow it to future NBA players, the average NCAA champion had five future NBA players on the roster at the time they won it all. If you narrow it a little bit more and say how many top 30 NBA picks, I I didn't say first round because when you go back in history, the first round isn't that long. But I just wanted to count anybody who would sort of fit the modern definition of a first-round draft pick. But I included guys who might have been second-rounders, but they were top 30 back in the day. Based on that, when I revisited an article I wrote a couple decades ago, I was all the way back into the 1940s, (laughs) and there was no example of an NCAA champion winning it all without a top 30 pick on their roster. Zero is the answer. There are no examples. I had to go back before sports were on TV. I had to go back to an era where black people did not play basketball with white people at the university level. That's how far back I had to go. I went back so far that I reached a point that there was no NBA. That's how far back you have to go to find the Cinderella story that we always hear about, right? (laughs) Oh, you can win without getting that highest level professional talent. No, you can't because it hasn't happened ever. I had to go back to before there was a draft to find an NCAA champion without a top 30 pick on the roster. It wasn't even called the NBA back. I went back so far. It was called the Basketball Association of America for a little while. Like, that's how crazy it got. Pre-integration, pre-NBA, pre-draft, pre-television. That's how far back you have to go to find an NCAA champion without a top 30 pick. If you're wondering, Jalen Brunson of Villanova is going to be a top 30 pick, probably. Mikkel Bridges is definitely going to be a top 30 pick, maybe a lottery pick. And Omari Spellman might end up being a top 30 or modern-day first-round pick. So that's there's the, your average right there. If, they're all, if they all end up at that place in the draft, there's your three first-rounders from Villanova. You all know that some of those others are going to make the NBA as well. You, they could get to the average of five future NBA players. I don't know if they'll get to the average of nine future pros, but I could see it. Their top six are all going to get paid to play basketball at some point. And some of the younger guys, it might be too early to tell. Those are the averages. You could throw me 1983 NC State. You could throw me any of these Duke or Carolina champions of more recent vintage. I'm going to give you a top 30 pick or more. I'm going to give you plural NBA players who led those schools to those titles. And I'm going to give you a whole bunch of pros, some of which you knew, but others you might have forgotten. You have to have future high-level NBA and other pro talent. Otherwise, you need not apply for the NCAA championship in Division I men's basketball. 1-800-849-2761. Bob Herrig of ESPN, live from the Masters, next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. The Masters is always compelling to me. You could be a casual fan if you know any of these storylines it will be compelling to you 
even if you might tune to golf only a handful of times a year, if you like the Americans, you have Jordan Spieth, Matt Kuchar, Charlie Hoffman, Patrick Reed, Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson, all in the top ten right now. If you're looking elsewhere around the world, how about a little Henrik Stenson of Sweden? How about a little Rory McIlroy seeking the career slam? Today's correspondent live from Augusta National is one of our favorites at ESPN and ESPN.com. Bob Herrig, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? Thanks We're, for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. We're doing great, man, and I'm excited to watch from afar, excited for you to, to have a front-row view. As Jordan Spieth has come back to the pack today, and now there's this cluster at minus three, how do you describe how Masters folks always manage to keep par a great score? I, I just I picture them like evil geniuses overnight, making sure that the day after Jordan Spieth goes six under 66, like the, he's just doomed to have something bad happen the next day. Yeah, I mean, in Jordan's case, I think it was self-inflicted. Uh, but it's true that uh, the the the, uh, the placements today on several holes are a lot trickier, and I think it's causing some grief. I mean, it's making it harder to make birdie runs and and you know to to shoot a low score. There's a little bit of wind out there, which obviously, at least, I don't think the people at Augusta can control. They seem to have a way of altering uh, the conditions at times, but. Um, uh, in Jordan's case, you know, he just um, did a bad tee shot on the first, way right, led to a double bogey. On the second, he hit a, he pulled a tee shot left. He he uh, he he didn't have a shot at the green. He, he ended up getting close to the green in three, and then he three putted. Uh, so um, you know that he he, he uh, no matter what they do, he shouldn't have done that. And uh, and but nobody else doing anything. We've got. Uh, Eight guys tied for the lead right as we speak at three under. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys in contention now because of that. Tiger Woods is not off in round two until a little bit later this afternoon. Plus one in some PGA Tour events, you know, could lead you toward the cut. But at the Masters, it doesn't sound that bad. What was Tiger's reaction after yesterday? And what is your assessment of his game heading into today's round two? As, of course, he was one of the most compelling storylines coming in. Well, he felt that he did a good job of battling back to keep himself in the tournament yesterday. You know, uh, he knocked it into the water on 12, and it looked like he was headed towards a big number and a big score. But he, he managed to somehow go there, rolled in a 15-footer, birdie two holes coming in, got it to 73. Now, at the end of the day, he was he seven shots back. But, uh, you know, here, here he hasn't even had a tee shot in his rental home, and he, Picked up four shots on the lead, uh, or three shots on the lead. He's only four back. And you know, this is probably the best thing that could have happened for Tiger because I think at this point, um, you know, I don't know if he's got 65 or 60 yet uh, in a major championship. You know, he just, he just might not be at that, at that point. And um, so, uh, uh, you know, to have the score come, to have, to have uh, the conditions harder. I mean, certainly he's very, very capable of shooting 70, 69, uh, 68 in top conditions, and then he's right back in the tournament. 
so, uh, you know, otherwise he was looking to have to try to shoot a low number today. That means you get aggressive. That means you take chances. Sometimes that doesn't work out. Uh, so the way this has gone has been really good for him. Uh, and, and, you know, again, I, I still say we have to step back and, and remind ourselves that it's only his sixth tournament of the year. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a relatively small amount of golf, you know, in, in, uh, back a year ago to, to when he had surgery again, he had to take six months without swinging a club, all that stuff. And uh, here he is, you know, I'm not going to have a chance to win the masters. It's really, it's really pretty remarkable to even, to even consider that idea. Bob Herrig is joining us from ESPN live from the Masters. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Herrig. Find his stuff at ESPN.com. You knew that the Tin Cup Roy McAvoy analogies were coming when Sergio Garcia, last year's champion, had a 13 on the par 5 15th hole, tying the worst score ever for any golfer on any single hole in the history of the Masters. He actually finished only ahead of a single amateur in the entire field yesterday. I am dying to know a little bit of an off-the-board question, answer to an off-the-board question. I know Sergio named his daughter Azalea because of his Masters win last year. Isn't the par 5 15th hole nicknamed Azalea? I mean, doesn't that make this story that much more painful to swallow? No, uh, the 13th is Azalea. That's lucky, luckily for him. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, is, that is the one where he, um, where he made uh, the, sort of the remarkable par last year to keep himself right. in. And then he did... He, he eagled 15 in the final round last year, uh, you know, hit the flagstick. Uh, by the way, the name of that hole is Firethorn, and so he's, <laughs> I don't think he's named his first son that. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's a little bit of stubbornness there on Sergio's part with that yesterday. I mean, his, his shot from the from the middle of the fairway, 206 yards, is a pretty good-looking shot on the green, and it ends up in the water. And he goes to the drop area, and he hits the wedge, and that comes back in the water. At that point, you have to do something to just make sure your ball's dry. And he just kind of kept hitting the same shot and getting the same result. And, and while... You know, obviously, he didn't want to make a seven or an eight. A seven or an eight was still possible at that time, uh, and he and he turned it into a thirteen, which is unfortunate. You know, as you noted, he only beat one guy, uh, but you know, he shot eighty-one with a thirteen. You know, that's and uh, in another weird way of looking at, that's really pretty good score when you have a thirteen on your card. Right. I, I just picture Roy McAvoy listening to Rene Russo. <laughs> Uh, as she says, go for it, Roy, go for it, Roy, as he hits the same shot from the same spot repeatedly into the water. Angela Akins was not there yelling at Sergio Garcia to go for it, was she? She was not. And, uh, you know, the thing about Roy, was that was a much longer shot. <laughs> right. You know, this this was like, you know, what, 100, 120-yard shot from the drop area. Um you know, his his shot was one that was one that you're sitting there going, I'm not sure if he can pull it off in the movie. This one was one he could easily pull off. And uh, <laughs> it's sort of unfortunate that it went that way. And the way things are going, they have a 10-shot rule here. He still has a chance to make the cut, believe it or not. So uh, depending on how things unfold today. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com on Twitter, at Bob Herrig. Thank you for the visit, as always. We appreciate you squeezing us in uh, from Augusta National. 
Appreciate you having me. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You got it. Will Brinson of CBS on the NFL in about 10 minutes. The leaderboard has grown more interesting here early in round two at Augusta National. More leaderboard updates later. Jeff Kleiber will drop by from the SAS Championship in hour number three. Will Brinson on the NFL. Why is Johnny Manziel criticizing the Cleveland Browns even as he's trying to beg his way back into the league and even as he plays a professional football game tomorrow? Will Brinson on that and other topics next hour on the David Glenn Show.